Hey, what's up, y'all? Sean here. You are listening to another episode of Sensibly Cynical. Today, I will be talking with Madeline. She works at the Lunch and Supper over in Richmond, Virginia. Um, we're going to talk about um, her experience in the food and beverage industry over 10 years, her love for music, and much more. Oh, and be prepared to laugh because this is a great one. Enjoy. And with me on the line, she has over 10 years of experience in the food and beverage industry. Madeline, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Fabulous. You know, I can't, I can't stop interviewing people from Richmond. It's just, I care so much about the city. You know, I, I have to keep bringing them on. It's because we're the best. Richmond's the best. Yeah, well, how's it going? I know I talked to your sister Amber not too long ago. Anything changed with the city? Any uh, new restaurants opening up? or? So... Right now, everything's pretty much on hold because of the coronavirus. Um, restaurants, you know, have been hit very specifically as industry-wise. A lot, a lot of restaurants have closed. It's actually really sad watching a lot of people, places you've worked before, people you've worked with previously, um, you know, no longer having a job. So we, Richmond sort of came out as a food and beverage town probably in the last 10 to 15 years and it's only built up traction so it's kind of sad right now seeing that traction stopped and um you know hopefully we come out on the other side of this entire pandemic stronger than ever yeah good old good old three is it three or four phases (laughs) which phase are you on (laughs) three phases we're we're teetering we are falling into phase one oh Uh, there you go It's been a mess. The governor um, and the mayor have gone back and forth a little bit here. So the mayor postponed us allowing anyone. No, Madeline, tell me it's not true. Political parties are clashing. What a shocker. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) The name of the game in the United States of America. (laughs) What a a shocker. So I'm guessing one's Republican, one's Democrat. No, they're not, actually. But just the disagreement, I guess, of everyone's trying to make sure that we do the right thing. And I think with something like a global pandemic, we've never Mm -hmm. seen this in our lifetime. And so no one knows quite how to handle it. And so I think everyone's trying to make the best decision that they can make. Um, But it it is difficult to not have the entire state government on the same page as or have a clear answer of what we do with our business. Right. So tell me about the actual like place that you work at. Where are you working at now? And um, so what's I your at, like demographic too of, um, I guess, of customers? Yeah. So I work at Lunch and Supper, which is um, a restaurant in Scott's Edition, or rather it's two restaurants. And then we also have a beer garden and an event space and a whole catering department. So we have kind of Called the compound, but kind of like a, a city block of buildings. Um, we have a smaller original restaurant, which is lunch, and then we expanded and opened a bigger restaurant, which is supper, which led into the beer garden, which led into the event space. So we're one of, I believe, one of the original restaurants in Scott's. The OGs. Yeah, I mean Scott's Edition is a neighborhood that has flourished. Oh, trust me, I got drunk there quite a few times. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and our, our demographic is that we have a lot of, um, we have Southern comfort food. So we have a lot of like 
people who come for that experience. And then we have a lot of, you know, just like the, the young singles like us, you know, rolling around to all the breweries and then going to eat some fried chicken after. Yeah. Yeah. Like to cure the hangover. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So what's the biggest problem you think, obviously besides this uh, pandemic, but what do you think the biggest problem is going to be, um, going forward, like once you get, is it is it just because there's always this set fear of it coming back, or the six feet distance thing? I assume that's going to be um, practiced from now on, right? The distance. Yes. Um, so that's that's a huge thing, especially we have smaller suites. Like like I said, two restaurants next door. We have small interiors to those restaurants. We have a big patio, a big beer garden, so that kind of lends itself in our favor. But we don't everyone it's very close it's very packed we typically have a very long wait with people packed around the bar and things like that that's not going to be a realistic view of our business continuing forward for quite some time so it's figuring out how to adjust our business and what Mm -hmm. it is that we've done normally that's been so successful and how do we reach people on a different level and offer a different type of business yeah, well, let's talk about the broad picture though. Like, do you work with other rest? You work with other establishments in this in the city on guidelines. Like, do do restaurants work together on stuff, or is it just each for their own? You know, each on their Everyone, own. The restaurant industry is very unique in the sense that it it, it can be very supportive or very cutthroat. But no, people really do <laughs> in the city of <laughs> right. People do in the city of Richmond really try to help each other out. And I think that's been a really cool turnout of this entire pandemic is people just wanting to support each other, wanting to support local and wanting to make sure that everybody's okay. Guidelines wise, that's all pretty much government mandated. So we just roll with. You're just told um, the the line, huh? Told what we can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, like some people are reopening immediately. Some people aren't, you know, mm-hmm. it's, so everyone has their, their different take on you, it. But I think, I think the overwhelming perspective from this entire situation right. has been small businesses supporting each well, other. Yeah. And then also, I'm sure you guys are using Uber Eats or Grubhub or something, right? But then there's money taken away from that too. Right. So we're using, um, a system called Chop Chop, and then they use DoorDash as the third-party delivery. Was it a rich? Is that a Richmond thing, or is it just? Um... I'm to be honest, not 100. percent Well, I know, I know, uh, like, I know what DoorDash is, but explain the process that you're talking about. So, so Chop Chop is like an an app, essentially, or an online ordering service where people can place their orders through. They come into an iPad on in the restaurant. And then if the order is for delivery, then they use DoorDash again as a third party to oh. get a driver to deliver it. So Chop Chop doesn't have their own delivery driver. Oh, that's, that's some kind shit. Of yeah, so has have people been unfortunately laid off or, um, you know, dismissed because we, of the pandemic? Yeah, we went from a staff of, this is general numbers, but a staff of about 120 people, I believe, who are on payroll. And now we have about 14. Oh, so, oh, wow. So it was like the Hunger Games. Literally. See what I did there? That's actually a phrase I've used. It's it's like the Hunger Games, like fight to keep your job. But in the best way, I mean, a lot of... (laughs) I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. 
most of our staff, you know, with all the unemployment benefits and everything right now, they really are um, doing okay. And we, as a restaurant, we paid a lot of our employees after shutting down um, just to make sure everyone was okay. There just isn't a job for everyone right Mm -hmm. now. Um, but I am grateful to work for a company that takes care of their employees. Yeah. So what's the, so what's the biggest like misconception people have of like the restaurant business? Like, what do you, what do you think that, what do you think is the biggest stereotype that people? (laughs) That's a great question. Um, I think, I think there's maybe two parts to my answer on that. I think that there's a big misconception that, oh, you just work in a restaurant or, oh, you know, people a lot of times will view working in a, in a restaurant as, oh, I, I, yeah, I served tables in college or I bartended in college yeah. and not viewing it as an actual career path. And for me personally, it's the thing that makes me happy. It's absolutely what I want to do with my life. Food and beverage and hospitality is what makes me me. So you and, help out. Yeah. And you're doing a service too. You're helping out lazy people that don't want to cook their own food. You're cooking it for them. <laughs> I don't know about that. We care about people providing experiences. I mean, you know, when someone comes to your restaurant for their anniversary and you are able to make it a really good time, you just provided a memory for someone. Mm-hmm. And, and we all look to going out, to going to restaurants and bars for fun and for memories. And we're able to provide that for people. And I think that's really cool. But another misconception I think of restaurant life is <laughs> like, oh, everybody's just crazy. It well, like wild, it's like the wild, wild west. Uh, the answer to that is that's true. <laughs> it just matters. It's just it, it. It all depends on when the when the club closes. That's it. You know. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing I loved about like Richmond was Richmond had like the greatest diners like ever. That what's that third? Is it oh, third? Yeah. Is it third, third street diner? That shit like that shit. Oh my god! I had, like a food gasm when I went there. Like the food, the food was just like incredible. They still have. Is that place still? Is that place still open? Thursday will always be open. Yeah, it just seemed like a random. It seems like one of those people for people that don't know Richmond. It think of it like think of it like a neighborhood, like kind of a neighborhood side street, and then down the down the street, there's just this random. There's just like this random diner near like because there's there's similar near housing there, in there kind of. But well, like, yeah, Third Street still is in the middle of the city, but it's but it's, not in like it's a, not. the most populated <laughs> area. But Third Street Diner, Third Street Diner is owned by someone who owns also a bunch of strip clubs in Richmond. Oh, good people, yeah. And so, right, exactly. So if they're <laughs> open twenty four hours, it can be wild in there. There's a lot. Oh, of I know. I uh, I've had some good times in there. there. The food questionable to say the least, and it's open twenty four hours. Yeah, so no one cares. It's good, Madeline. No one cares the quality. No, No. (laughs) people just don't want to throw up after alcohol. So they exactly (laughs) the grease the greasier the better. You know, that's the entire thing. Yes. So I did a I did a brief research on you, Madeline. I stalked you earlier. I stalked you earlier this week. (laughs) Wouldn't be the first time. Well, let's leave it at that. I'm not going to continue with that, but I did some research and I hear, well, I saw from, I don't know who it was. Someone said that you had a good uh, cocktail menu. Do you make your own uh, drinks? I do. So right now, you know, with the entire pandemic and everything, I've been a bartender for a long time and I've been a bar manager at two different restaurants now. So now is 
actually a very different time for me job wise. Um, I've written lots of cocktail menus in the past, but I have the chance to now with the to go cocktail program, I'm writing all the menus and making all the drinks myself with some help from colleagues, of course, but I'm able to really just write menus and make drinks. And that's really, really cool for me right now. So what's your specialty? Like if I had to if I had to recreate one of your special specialty items. I think um, to be honest, I'm the type of person I I can find an appreciation for anything. So if people want something super sweet and fruity, I can do that. If people want, you know, something boozy with so, But let me guess, you flavor. like you mess with the you like vodka? You use vodka a lot? No. No? Okay, then tell me the spirit. <laughs> tell me the spirit that you use the most. Then uh, I've been called snobby before, um, but a lot, lots of bartenders. Vodka is a spirit that is very easily hidden, and I think that the actual art of mixology is taking a spirit and bringing it to light, adding things. Ooh, look at you bringing people, bringing, bringing back from the the dead. Yeah, but it's taking a spirit and altering it in a way that makes the spirit come to life. And vodka as a spirit doesn't lend itself to that. Will I drink a vodka soda? Absolutely. We're getting creepy in here on the, on the podcast, Madeline. I didn't expect this. Talking about bringing back the dead, taking things to... Like, <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> Mixology is supernatural. That's yeah, now I understand the, the meaning of the word spirit. Type of liquor, and you and you want to you want to make it shine and not cover it up. No, I know. That's I'm just kind of the point. I'm just messing. <laughs> What's your favorite drink though? Like when you're out at a club? I know you go clubbing. I remember that. <laughs> don't act like you don't, <laughs> Madeline. Right. I know you do. Way to put me, way to put me on flash, Sean. <laughs> um, no, I do. I I I love to go out. Yeah, uh, shocker. I I'm an experience-oriented person. I love to go out and have a good time, but um. I, what I would drink when I'm, like, out, say, at a club, um, is probably different than, like, my because taste. I remember the one, like I, yeah, the one night that I remember you oh hanging out, I only remember hanging out with you one time, and we were all, like, really fucked up at a club. What was that club that we were what at? Club? What? What club? There was a club that we went to, and then it got shut down, I think. I don't know. But, yeah, I only met you one time. At a club, and we all went in together, and you and whoever was with went away from the group. It was like a group that split into two, you know? I have no idea. Right, because you go to so many clubs that, that you was. lose. I remember that night, but I don't know where that was. Um, it turned into a car some car lot, or I don't oh, know. Oh, off the hookah. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we all went to off the hookah. and. That's <laughs> and we all got shit faced, and then all of a sudden, half our group, meaning you and your sister and a couple other people, just like disappeared. It was... sounds like sounds like me and my sister. <laughs> <laughs> well, which one? As Amber told me, which one? Oh right, which one? <laughs> <laughs> sounds like me and both my sisters. Let's put it that way. We're always hiding in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> let's get back on. Uh, let's get back on track here before we start losing more uh, more listeners. So, what do you think about all the um, seltzers 
like the gluten stuff going on. Are you are you for seltzers? Are you happy um, when people order a seltzer? <laughs> um, so I personally live and die by a hard seltzer. Oh. I I drink sparkling water, regular water. So mm. I have been called out for drinking mainly Lacroix. Um, so when that became a trend, um, I was super into it. I love sparkling water and. Um, I love them. I think, you know, there's a, they're light, easy drinking, like great for a lot of different activities. And, um, it's really fun, like trying all the different flavors. I actually just today, I've, Aldi has, they're called Vista Bay. Aldi has their own seltzer. Oh, Aldi. We're talking about the first Aldi mentioned on the podcast. Right. right. First of all, we live and die. We stand Aldi. Oh, hey, hey, don't don't attack me. <laughs> Shit. Um, but it, um, I don't know. I haven't tried it yet, but should be exciting. We'll find out. I'm not trying to, like, date myself or how old I am. But, you know, my dad may not or may have or may not have given me a beer, you know, before I was 21. <laughs> so, so, you know. Uh, I'm not that old. I'm 33, but like I remember, like there'd be no such thing as like people weren't aware of the shit that was going in their body. They would just say, "Hey, give me a beer, you know, and give me a shot." Like if you look right. at movies and stuff from back in the day, you tell me in the 90s that, oh yeah, the next big hit's gonna be Bud Light Seltzer. People would laugh and throw it right back into your face. What What do you think caused that change? I'm putting um, you on the spot here on the Sensibly Cynical podcast, Madeline. I'm, I love it. I love being <laughs> put on the spot. That's where I thrive. Um, so, as for someone who works in the restaurant industry, there is a different, I guess, opinion of allergies or people who do not want to consume something specifically. Gluten being a very big trend over the past 10 years, I guess I would say. So there are people who are celiacs and who are very much so gluten intolerant. And should we, all of us, as people, consume as many carbohydrates as we do? Probably not. So when you work in a restaurant, people will be like, mm, I don't eat gluten. <laughs> yeah, that shit's, that shit's a, like a 2010 thing, right? Isn't that when it started? Right. right. And part of that is very truthful and that is a part of, you know health awareness I guess and like realizing that certain things don't agree with your body however <laughs> Uh-oh. there are people with celiacs which who really really cannot like so if someone says to me in a restaurant I can't eat gluten what can I have well can you ever <laughs> technically technically are they gluten free yes are they fried in a fryer that is also has things fried in flour in it mm. yes are you celiacs or are you gluten-free? Are you gluten intolerant? There's different levels to it. And so you end up having to break down people's allergies for them. Oh, my God. Which is a very interesting position to be in. And then you have to decide, like, at our restaurant, we constantly go back and forth on, is the barbecue sauce gluten-free? It has a <laughs> uh, I, I love it. I can't say that I word. Worcestershire? Worcestershire? Mm-mm, I think it's Worcestershire. Oh, well, I know what you're talking I don't about. Know. I think it's Worcestershire. Worcestershire? I don't know. Worcestershire? Worcestershire? Right. So our our barbecue sauce has that in it. Technically, there's trace amounts of gluten in it, kind of. 
So is that really gluten-free? So you end up getting into this whole thing, and there's nothing that chefs hate more than gluten-free people. <laughs> but when it comes to... Oh, that's food, what they're called? They're called gluten-free people? I mean... That's what they're called? a lot of other words for them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, anyone who recognizes, hey, I can't eat gluten, it's not... It doesn't work with me. It doesn't sit well with me. Like, totally cool. Man like, up. Don't be no. here. Go somewhere else. <laughs> no, but there's no there's no shame in that game. No, I'm I know. I'm just home. kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I know. But it's just like, you know, we'll find something for you. But there's a lot of people who very much so dramatize. No, I know. My buddy, my buddy's, man, my buddy's uh, gluten-free. And I tell him to drink the whiskey anyways. <laughs> right. But, like, are you gluten Gluten-free people can technically drink whiskey. If you're celiac, you can't. You I know mean, what I mean? So yeah. it, gets, it gets very into that. But um, I think having an easy-drinking beer-like substance on the market that is gluten-free is super smart. And obviously no, they I hear made you. a ton of money. I hear you. So what's the... Speaking of funny, thanks for leading me on to my next question. Right. What's the craziest thing you've seen on your in your 10-plus years in the food and beverage uh, industry. Give us a crazy story that you won't get you in trouble. <laughs> um, that's the um, longest and hardest question. Well, hey, we we're only ever. listen. We're only twenty minutes in. I got all night. <laughs> um, I crazy how to be honest. Working in a restaurant, everything is crazy. Like crazy in what way? A crazy guest. You can take it the way forward. take it the way you want. You can go with this. This is the open ending uh, form. Open ended form. Um, okay, so one time I had a, I was bartending at the time, and there was a group of people, they were staying at the hotel next to the restaurant I was working at, and they came in, and were just very loud and obnoxious and not wildly respectful Mm -hmm. from the get-go. So this lady is drinking, she's probably in like her mid-50s. She's drinking, like, vodka cranberries at 3 p.m., you know? (laughs) And I go up to their table, and in front of her, there's a glass that has, like, one, all the ice has been melted, everything's been drank out of it. There's, like, a sheen of cranberry juice on the Mm -hmm. bottom of her glass, and a half-melted ice cube. Like, you drink everything in that in that glass, girl. Like, (laughs) And so I go to pick up the glass, and I'm like, hey, can I get you another one? And she reached out and, like slapped the shit out of my hand. What? And I was like, it, she was like, I'm not done with that. And literally there's one half of a melted ice cube in the bottom of her glass. Yeah, that's messed up. And I looked at her and I was like, excuse me? And she was like, don't take that away. I'm not done with it. I was like, you just slapped me. And she was like, well, you were taking my drink. And I was like, okay, you have to leave. And she was like, says who? I was the bartender and also the full-time manager. Oh, the double, and the double like, uh, that's, piece. That's me. I'm the bar manager. Get out. <laughs> Granted, things don't always go like that, and we. I love <laughs> most guests that I have, but that's obviously not okay. But that was crazy. I couldn't believe this. You like says me, crazy. and you flex, and you flexed your muscle as you said it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I said, mm, okay, you can't be respectful. You could go. Because there's no because it's a hospitality service and true your money you you can spend the money on wherever you know it's your hard earned money but it's also the establishment's rules right 
Right, and I also have the choice not to take your hard-earned money if you're yeah. disrespectful. And you can say skedaddle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was fun, though. She she thought she was about to get mad, and then I was like, mm, no, I'm Like, big mad, as they too, say? So no? <laughs> go, go into anyone's establishment and think that you can slap the hand of the manager there. Like, that no. doesn't well, work in any other establishment. Well, yeah, she didn't, know, she didn't know you were he a manager. Such a well, no, she didn't know you were the manager, though. No. She just thought you were someone low on the uh, totem pole. Right, but walking into anyone's shop and treating them disrespectfully right. is not okay. Uncalled for. So, I know it's been a while since uh, I've been in the scene. So, what's what's changed in the nightlife in uh, Richmond the last, I don't know, three years? Anything changed? So, to be honest, a lot of, like, a lot of, like... When you lived here, like, there were a lot of clubs open. And there was. Things, it was popping. Right? Like, I lived on the West End. The West End is no more. I hear that whole thing's changed. It it has. This the, the city specifically changes, like, very drastically and very quickly. And I think the trend as far as nightlife goes has gone from, like, sort of the old school, like, have a nice day, half factory, off the hookah. Um, yeah, that was, that was, yeah, Buddha, we already like talked that about that. <laughs> yeah, we, it, Richmond used to get down, and we kind of have trended from there to more of the brewery and elevated Upper class, high, high class kind of stuff? I, I don't know if it's high class stuff, but just like more focused on the actual like food and beverage Experience, more of an experience than yeah. let's get messed up in... Absolutely. And uh, see you tomorrow some other time. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> exactly. The, the vibe in the city of Richmond has changed for sure. Um, and again, that's all been affected by the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But There's a question I want to ask you about mm-hmm. the, the, the breweries. That's oversaturated itself, right? Like, there's too many. There was when I, when I left. I mean, one would think. I mean, isn't there one like 15 now? Oh, it's way more. I don't know an exact number, but that the brewery scene has absolutely popped off in the city of Richmond. And I don't know if I would say it's oversaturated. I think that, you know, they all can open and maintain their business because there is a clientele for it. That people, people in the city of Richmond will always drink, they will always eat, and they will always hang out by the James River. And that's what we do. Yeah. That's RVA. That's RVA. So I think, yeah. And Soccer uh, Bottom, that was my shit. I miss Richmond. I, I left kicking and screaming. I did not want to leave, but I kind of had no choice. When yeah. you lose your job, you kind of have no choice. But right, you got to take it. I gotta did go not. Dude, I, fell, I, I, fell in love with, I fell in love with that city. I really did. I didn't think I was. Like, yeah. when I, I don't think you knew. I don't think you know the backstory how I got there either. I don't think Amber no, even knows. So, I don't. Uh, I know this is supposed to be interviewing you, but if you don't mind me divulging this story. Please. Please, please. Okay, so I was working in Orlando. This is... I'm from Central Florida originally, like small town. You know where NASA is? Yeah. That's my hometown, Tysville, where there's, yep, okay. yeah, that's my hometown. And uh, I went to school at UCF, got it. Um, the job I got was in Orlando. Um, so I got lucky there. Like, but I commuted, like Titusville is 40 minutes east of Orlando. So I just stayed, ho- stayed home with, you know, stayed home with mom and dad <laughs> and commuted to work and came back, you know. You know, they didn't pay. I paid them. You know what I'm saying? I, I paid them. I felt bad for them. You know what I mean? So right. I all they did was give me a bed. I mean, I paid for everything else. I even, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't use them to live. And eventually, at 23, I got my own place. And then I go into work one day, right? 
and they're like, uh, they're like, yeah, um, uh, we may, there's a new, there's a new, um, opportunity in, um, may, we may have you relocate you. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. That's cool. Is it going to be a, is it going to be a pay raise? Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Well, shit, it better be 10%. <laughs> I'm like, so no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, it wasn't 10%. <laughs> It wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. They're like, oh, Richmond, Virginia. I'm like, where the fuck's Richmond? No offense to, I love Richmond now. But I'm like, they're like, Richmond. It just seemed out of nowhere. Like, obviously, I know it's the capital, but it's like, Richmond, Virginia. It just seemed out of nowhere. I'm like, oh, that's the capital of Virginia, right? Like, what's there? Oh, DC's there. Okay, the Redskins, all that. Like, all right, I can dig that. How much are you going to pay me? Oh, well, um, (laughs) let's talk about that. So I had to go back and forth, go back and forth, and they needed me in Richmond ASAP, like ASAP. And then that's what happened. I moved to Richmond three years later. They said, see you later. Thanks for moving your life here. Adios. Wow. And they kicked me out. And and then I, my dumbass, used my unemployment to party. I don't think I told you or uh, Amber this. Right. That last, um, that last year, I didn't, I loved Richmond so much that I... I, my dumbass paid rent with it and I partied with that unemployment money. Right. <laughs> like, I straight up, I was like, shit, I know this shit's coming to an end soon, but that's, that's, uh, I got unemployment for a whole year. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> We're here for a good time, not a long time. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, shit, I know shit's coming home to roost soon, but that's, that's then. <laughs> right. That's then. I got unemployment. You know, unemployment is basically like a job for, you get like, you get a majority of your salary for a certain amount of time. Sometimes you gotta realize, like, work is work, but life is life. Like, sometimes you gotta just enjoy where you're at and what it is you're doing, so, and then figure out where you wanna go next. So that's how I got to Richmond. And then I had no idea who was who, met Amber at the thing and meet up. But let's go back to, um, I guess we talked about what the craziest things, and let's talk about, like, what's the the nicest thing that you've seen someone do. I know that people always laugh and joke about the, you know, the evil side of the um, of the restaurant business, because I'm sure there is a, a side that no one wants to know or, you know, puts under the table. See what I did there? Under the table? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> Not only tabs, but other things. <laughs> Sorry, I made myself laugh. That's when you know it's a good joke. <laughs> Is when you make I I am my own biggest fan. Like, I think that the jokes I make are hilarious, and I always laugh at myself. This, I, think every, I, think, I think that everybody should. This podcast is going to go... You have to be a repeat guest, Madeline. You have to, Absolutely. <laughs> this shit's great. This shit's great. Um, anyways, back to my original question 10 minutes later. It's like that Spon- it's like that, uh, it's like that SpongeBob episode 10 minutes later. Right. <laughs> Um, no, but, uh... Is your whole entire adulthood <laughs> just a Spongebob episode, or do we know? <laughs> it's like 10 minutes later, like... <laughs> and they're still doing the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing's changed. Yeah, and Sean loses himself on Sensible Cynical. No, but uh, what's the nicest thing you've seen someone do for others? Like, you've seen someone do a really nice thing on the job? Um... Like... make somebody's day like that's such a good feeling um an example 
Oh, that even just recently yesterday, um, you know, we're reconfiguring our business and working takeout and delivery. And my job looks completely differently from what I used to do two or three months ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're figuring it out. We ended up having a really wildly busy day and we had all these different new ideas going on and, and trying to reach all these different people and all these big deliveries and things like that. And you know, we were feeling a little bit down because we didn't quite get the food as fast as we could to everybody. And, and we prioritized and really pride ourselves in such a great level of service. And I was just kind of just kind of feeling down yesterday. And um, we got we got so busy that people were waiting for a long time. So I was giving them some of, you know, the cocktails that I had made, just we were giving them out to people like, hey, thank you so much for waiting and your patient. Like, mm-hmm. here's a free drink to take home with you. <laughs> yeah. And I just kind of came home from work feeling like a little bit down and out. Like we didn't, we could have planned better or something, you know, but it's just growing pains. But um, someone just posted this really, really like nice review and was like, you know, I ended up having to wait for a while for my food at this restaurant. And they posted a picture of the drink that we gave them. I was just like, but I got this great drink. And, like, I really needed the experience of being at one of my favorite restaurants. And, like, I just felt, you know, so great At home, kind of, yeah. And they were so, yeah, like, I used to love to go there. And, and I was able to have that experience where they gave me the level of service I was used to from them. And just took the time to, like, post that. And <laughs> yeah. they didn't, this person doesn't even know that, like, the people who like I were running like dripping sweat, working so hard and like worried that everybody got the experience that they wanted. Like they didn't know that we needed to hear that. And so And I think that gets lost too is people are really so focused does, on, like, you know, going to work, coming home, going that there's emotion emotional part too, that people people right. are so selfish. Well and the thing about the restaurant or can be, can be. Absolutely. But the thing about the restaurant industry is there's no you go to work and you come home. Like if you work in a restaurant, you work way over right. most people. You work typically my work week is fifty five to sixty hours. That's crazy. And that's changed a little bit now, but Oh now that you got those stripes, kind of, you got those power stripes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like <laughs> no, it's literally just because of the pandemic. We're oh, I'm power. kidding. It was a joke. <laughs> no, I know. But um you know, you don't put in those kind of hours because you're not passionate about something. Like, I don't, that's also a part of my personality. I don't do anything because I have to. I choose to do things because I care about them. And, like, I'm very passionate. And I, I worry about, you know, like, I want to do the best that I can do every day. Because some days you don't feel your best and somebody mm-hmm. just says something nice. Like, hey, we saw you and we appreciated <laughs> you. That mm-hmm. means the absolute world. Yeah. Yeah, so what else do you do? What do you so what's your uh what's your hobbies, madam, besides getting uh wasted every weekend with friends? I, I do not get wasted every weekend with friends. Thank well you. not now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I honestly I cook a lot. I spend a lot of my free time cooking. Um, you know, I have a super huge family, so I spend a lot yeah, of Yeah, I've learned I've learned that recently, yeah. Yeah. I won't ask which brother or which sister is singular anymore. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> which one? <laughs> exactly. Which one? There's 17. Um, 
But yeah, it's an, honestly, I love cooking. That's how I got started in the food and beverage industry was through cooking. So I spent a lot of my time doing that. Spent a lot of time with my family. Um, I love music. Oh yeah, I, we can talk music. You want to talk some music? Absolutely. All right, what, what's your favorite uh, musician or what kind of music are you into? Um, I listen to a lot of rap and hip-hop. Oh, I just had a I just had a um, independent rapper on. That's awesome. Fresh C, yeah, he's a rapper out of um, L.A. I just had him on. I've been, I've been having independent artists on, too. That's amazing. Yeah. Independent artists need that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I worked, I worked for a record label for a little while a couple years ago. Oh, look at, look at you. Look at you. Yeah, it started out as an internship in college, and then I just ended up working with them. Where'd you go to school? For a while, uh, VCU. Oh, oh, Rams, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's how but, the partying started. I, it all makes sense now. <laughs> Sorority. I made I got you it. one time and partied with you one time. I got it. Sorority. I got it. I was not in a sorority, absolutely not. <laughs> On the podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. I digress. I digress. I love I love mess. I'm just messing with you. You know that, right? No, absolutely. I I you know what? There's there's few people I respect more than than uh, Amber and yourself and your fan. You guys you guys are good people. And um, thank you very much. We and, appreciate that. And I love you guys. Amber, we, for fact, is the best person on this planet. And she, you guys need to I, you need to keep you need to keep updated with me too. I don't think this is a, this can't be the first time I've ever talked to you. That that needs to change. We need yeah, to. Absolutely. We need to talk more. Well, you got to come back to Richmond or Disney. Oh, wow. Well, it's a different story. I just started a new job here. So, but let's get back to, uh, let's get, let's get continued with the music talk. So who's your um, artist? Like, who's your go-to? Um, my go-to? That's such a big question. <laughs> um, I can tell you what I listen to. All right. So overwhelmingly favorite artist. Um, like I said, I listen to a lot of rap and hip-hop mm-hmm. so to name 17 um i love Lil Wayne, jeezy um j-rock i say rashad was um too bad you weren't too bad you, you weren't born when tupac the greatest of all time was was uh you know i still we i still can listen and appreciate tupac <laughs> <laughs> okay um no but i i don't know that's uh, it's my favorite type of music, and there's there's so many so many good artists in there. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite artists of all time is Nicholas F. He's a local Richmond rapper, and just to hear somebody talk about living mm-hmm. in your city um, is really powerful in a different way. Yeah, what's crazy is Tupac died at 25. It's a shame. He was only 25. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, um, so do you have Spotify or Pandora? You just do a playlist. And jam? Spotify, definitely. Spotify I have Pan- over Spotify or Apple Music. I use Pandora like, because I like Pandora because it because um it you know what I'm saying? Like I listen to songs I've never heard of, you know? And right. it, it teaches me new songs. You know what I mean? But you can get that through Spotify radio. I know, but you can make your own But program. it's also ten dollars for all that shit. It's five for the Pandora one. Sean Pandora is a thing of the past. I don't make that big roll money like uh, like Madeline, that <laughs> bankroll. I'm not a I'm not a uh, I'm not a you know high end club. I'm not a. I'm too old to say bankroll. No, no, bankroll was an artist who died. No, oh, 
<laughs> oh, I thought bankroll as yeah. in like the slang bankroll. It was a joke too, Sean. Oh, it went over my head, which <laughs> I'm not that tall, so that's not hard. But uh, <laughs> this is great. I'm having a blast. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get let's get back on subject before we lose our listenership down to zero. <laughs> right. The cool thing about iTunes is I can actually see when people tune out. <laughs> That's wild. I can That's actually wild. see the data when someone stops listening. Right. They're like, mm, we've had enough. And this we've could be enough. this could be it. <laughs> you started talking about bankroll and Tupac and we all got lost. <laughs> and I'm about to cry laughing. Yeah. See, and that's the stuff that's good for you. People need to laugh more. It's the thing. They do. It's very healthy. It's very healthy. <laughs> apparently. Apparently. So um so you're not much into you like the R&B, like the, the slow stuff, or you're more into yeah, like... Yeah, absolutely. I have... Um, the CD that's in my car deck right now is Big Crit. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, I love all the music. I, I love jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of years ago, my dad gave me a record player. Like, my records Vinyl? are very different. Yeah, my records are very different from the actual music I would listen to on Spotify. So I have a lot of... Hawaiian records, I have Earth, Wind, and Fire, um, I have Tchaikovsky, I have, like, really? my music taste is really all over the place, but specifically more with the vinyl that oh, I look listen at you. to. Okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, I grew up on rock, country, I grew up on it all, except for opera. Not really an opera person, but, dude, and then, what, here's an underrated... So you're not really Amber's friend, is what you're saying. What, opera? She likes opera? <laughs> yes. Wait, what? Amber? That's the only person in the world I would get in her car and she'd be like, hmm. We've never talked yeah, about that. this, like, weird opera thing We've in. never it's talked like, about opera. All right, so uh, you got any questions for me? I don't think so. You I super any, appreciate I you. Gonna... I had a blast chatting. Yeah, yeah. So, sensible or cynical thought? What, what's your, uh, do you got one? Oh, yeah, absolutely cynical. Okay, go ahead. What bothers you? People are trash. That's it? That's all you're going to say? <laughs> that's, my whole, that's my whole cynical thought. Most people are trash. I think that's a good way to end the podcast, Madeline. (laughs) I think that's great. I don't mean that. I love people, but no, you said you of all people should should love it because that's how you get paid: is people eat your food and drink your cocktails. And trash people give me their money. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Thank you for uh, for being on tonight. Absolutely. Anytime. It was a blast. Thank you. It was fun. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Once again, I want to thank Madeline for coming on the podcast today. Um, (laughs) As you could tell, I almost cried laughing. That was hilarious. And um, it was great catching up with her. Um, You can check us out on Twitter at Cynical Sensibly. Instagram, Sensibly Cynical Pod. And you can check out our Facebook group. Also, you can become a patron of Sensibly Cynical today. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Sensibly Cynical. And if you could please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, it would be highly appreciated. Once again, thank you for listening to Sensibly Cynical. Take care.